Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast. This is episode 64, and I am super excited to be home from vacation. We just got back from Colorado Springs. It's where my parents live, and my youngest brother just graduated high school, and it was super fun to spend 10 days with them and stay in a nice hotel and see all the family and see Leela interact with her uncles and her grandparents. It was really fun. And my favorite part of all of it, honestly, was unplugging from work for about 10 days. It was the least amount I've ever worked in a 10-day period since I started this business. And just, I feel so much more clarity, like mentally, my mind is able to shut off easier. I'm able to enjoy playing with my daughter or going for walks or doing all the things that I really love doing. I'm able to enjoy that without my mind racing about business. And so I was just talking with Barry the other day that I should do that every quarter. Like every quarter I should take one week and just not work. (laughs) I definitely deserve it. I'm definitely setting up my business in a way to make that possible. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. We recently hired our entire team, essentially. We went from a team of three about three months ago to a team of seven or eight people right now. And uh, yeah, so we've we've been training them really hard. We've been giving a lot of people some of the biggest and hardest tasks in the business, which is gonna allow me some more time to do the things that I love and really step back into a CEO role Um, rather than spending all my time doing a million different tasks for a million different reasons. So shout out to my team. I love you. Thank you so much for saving my life, saving this business, saving my sanity. All right, let's jump into today's questions. It's Friday, which means I'm answering three questions in 15 minutes. And the very first question today is asking about DMs and how do we turn DMs into dollars through offering one-on-one coaching sessions. And so this question is from Amanda and she said that she works full-time, she has two small kids, but she constantly gets asked questions in her DMs. She does not have time for it. She knows she should be charging to answer questions and she should be charging to give that dedicated time. She knows the people in her DMs deserve a more in-depth response. And so she asks, how can I offer them pick my brain sessions when I have limited days and times that I'm available. And so Amanda, what I would really do is, first of all, say hell yes to the pick my brain sessions. We should not just be spending all of our time in the DMs. Not only is that not helpful for us because we have way better things to do with our time, but it's honestly not helpful for our clients either, right? They really deserve a set aside time. They deserve a more in-depth response, like you said. And so really your question is, how do you do this when you have limited days and times that you're available? That's honestly the easy part of this whole strategy. You would go into Calendly and you're able to set your schedule for when they can book these calls. So I like starting and I teach my students inside Birth Worker Academy, the doula training program. I teach them to start with 45-minute sessions. And what you can do is schedule a 45-minute session 
and then spend the next 15 minutes or so sending a wrap-up email or getting all your notes together or grabbing all the resources that you need to send the person. So you're spending 45 minutes with them on Zoom, but really you're spending an hour of your time getting things ready for them essentially. And so what you would do is you would just go in once per month into Calendly or once per quarter and update your schedule. So Amanda, if you have one hour every Monday night and one hour every Friday morning, literally make that your schedule in Calendly and people would only be able to book during those times. And so that's exactly what I do for our sessions. We do one-on-one coaching sessions inside Birthworker Academy. In the past, they have all been with me. I recently hired a second coach who's going to be doing a lot of these one-on-one sessions, which is super exciting that our students are going to have more than one perspective. Very excited about that. But what we do is we go into Calendly once per quarter and we update that. And so for instance, Erica, our new coach, she works Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So in her Calendly, which is the scheduling app, She has very specific hours that she can work. And I love Calendly because you can also set it up. um, Let's say you can set it up so that you can only take maybe one call per day or two calls per day maximum, which is really cool. And that might be something you want to do since you have two small kids. You don't want to, maybe you're available for three hours at night, but you don't want to work for three hours at night. Yes, you're available. They can book anytime in there, but you just want to take one client per night or per day. You can absolutely do that. Uh, Calendly has that capability. All right. Question number two is I'm launching my website through Squarespace. So can you give me an overview of how to run a workshop through my website? What programs do you recommend? I've never hosted a workshop before and I don't know where to start. And so this question is so in-depth. It's about hosting a workshop. I actually want you to go back. Anyone who's interested in hosting a workshop, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to the episode that I have with Sarah. Sarah is one of the owners of a company called Wake Up to Freedom. And this is episode 20. So we'll put episode 20 in the show notes so you can click and go listen to that or just go to wherever you're listening to this, scroll back to episode 20 and listen to the episode on workshops because it's going to give you a detailed breakdown of like how to run your very first workshop and make it super, super simple. And the reason that I want to send you to that episode is because this question is saying, I'm launching a website through Squarespace. How can I run a workshop through my website? The thing is, we're not running our workshop through our website. So we're not running a workshop on Squarespace at all. We can create like a sales page on Squarespace. Uh, We can, in some ways, like take money through Squarespace it's, I don't actually like taking money through Squarespace. I like using Thrivecart. I'll put my Thrivecart link in the show notes too. If you're interested, that's kind of what I recommend all my students get. It's a one-time payment. It is expensive, but it's a one-time payment. You never have to pay again. Rather than when you like take money through Squarespace, they're going to be taking a percentage of your sales. So let's pretend that you're going to make a hundred grand this year. They're going to be taking a lot of money from you. I would much rather you do a one-time payment with Thrivecart. So for instance, for this workshop, right, you can put your sales page on your website, which is Squarespace. You need your checkout page or like a way that people can pay you, Stripe, PayPal. You can even take money through MailerLite, which is the email software that I recommend through, it it like integrates with Stripe and PayPal, just like Thrivecart does. So Thrivecart doesn't actually take their money. It just integrates through Stripe and PayPal and makes it super easy. And then you're actually going to do the workshop live on Zoom 
And then you're going to send the replay in an email. And so honestly, like not much of any of this is happening on Squarespace through your website, right? It's just really the sales page that's hosted on your website, which is Squarespace. I do have to say though, and you'll learn this if you go back and listen to episode 20 with Sarah, uh, she's like the queen of workshops. You'll learn that you might not even want like a comprehensive sales page for your workshop. You might just want to make it easier for yourself. And this is actually what I do. And so Thrivecart, one of the reasons I love it is it's a checkout page. So you could put together essentially a checkout page, very easy, has like the date and time of the workshop, the title of the workshop, maybe a little picture, like a little, we call them mock-ups, little mock-up of a computer with a little picture of you like waving or smiling. And then there's a button right there. Like the price is there, the button is there, they can pay, they can use PayPal, they can put in their credit card information. And so to be honest, if I was going to run a workshop, I would literally do nothing on Squarespace nothing. (laughs) Uh, If you want to run a workshop, this is something that we have chatted about extensively inside the birth worker membership. That's where I host my business course. We also have that inside birth worker Academy, of course, which is A to Z, everything that I know inside our doula training program, which is birth worker Academy. All right. Question number three for today is from Destiny. And this is a question I love. She said, I just got my first hate comment on my Instagram page. Should I ignore it or should I comment back? How do you handle situations like this? So I'll tell you how I handle situations like this, but I am not saying that this is the best way to handle these situations. So please just remember that. (laughs) Uh, When I first started my personal page, The Autonomy Mommy, which is the name of my business. Now on Instagram, we have two pages, right? So I have The Autonomy Mommy as my personal page, and I have Birth Worker Podcast as more so my business page. But The Autonomy Mommy, I grew my brand and that account with really spicy content, really controversial content in a very loving way, in a nice way. Like I never was hateful. I always was open to conversation. I had an open heart, very lovingly. But I spoke about topics that were really divisive, inherently divisive, right? Home birth versus hospital birth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could go on like all day, right? (laughs) And so I have definitely gotten my fair share of hate comments. People have tried to quote unquote cancel me several times for various false reasons. Uh, The funniest one being I had one person recently, I wish I knew her Instagram handle because I would absolutely shout her out. But she went on a rant about how I'm not actually a doula and I've never attended births. And it was one of the funniest things ever to just like screenshot that, share it to my stories, and then like literally start posting pictures of like me at births. I'm like, where do you even get, where do you get this? How do you hate someone so much that you just feel like making up random stories to discredit them or whatever she was trying to do? But that being said, I have definitely gotten my fair share of hate comments, and here's how I handle them. I pretty much respond to all of them, and I pretty much respond with sass because that's my like personality. And so a lot of times I will respond with sass, but also with love. Uh, it depends where the hate comment is coming from. So if someone is directing something at me and name-calling, it doesn't offend me. It really doesn't offend me. I was watching, I was scrolling on TikTok yesterday and there was this woman who said something and she said, intelligent people rarely have time to 
scroll and make hate comments on strangers' pages, right? And a second part of what she said is intelligent people rarely feel the need to prove that they're intelligent. And I loved that. And that's actually something that I have never heard it put in that way before, but it's something that I definitely like embody is that I don't I don't feel offended by someone coming on my page and commenting hate comments. Uh, if they need to like prove they're right, awesome. Go ahead. You're right and I'm right, right? We're both right. Nothing is nothing is inherently objective, in my opinion. Um, all of our opinions are based on our own lived experiences, which are wildly different. So I love that we could bring different opinions and I'm definitely willing to hear it, but that doesn't mean I'm willing to let people like bully me. So I think the moral of the story here, Destiny, is respond in a way that feels authentic to you. If anything is causing a an emotional reaction, I want you to take that very seriously and do what you need to do to take care of your emotional and mental health. And if that means block, block the heck out of them. If that means delete comments, girl, you go delete those comments. If that means screenshotting what they're saying and blasting them on your Instagram stories because you know that your followers are going to go give the person hell. Girl, do it. Do whatever you feel like you want to do. And that's actually, I want to like tattoo that in my head because that's actually like the motto of everything I do and everything I try and teach my students is there's no one right way. There's no one right way to grow a business. There's no one right way to support a birth. There's no one right way to deal with your first hate comment on Instagram, except Sometimes let's say there is a right way and there's only one right way. That right way is doing exactly what you want to do, right? Doing exactly what you want to do shamelessly, authentically, autonomously. And this goes back to just the, the foundation of why I started my business, the autonomy mommy for autonomous life and autonomous birth. And the, the core lesson here is literally just do what feels good to you. And I know that you're doing it with love because I know if you're here listening to this, that you're operating from a place of love, or at least you're trying to, if you can, you know, remember why you got into birth work. So operate from a place of love and then put your emotional and mental health above everything. Block the haters, do what you got to do. And next time, if you want to do something different, do something different right? And that's something key with with business, with birth, with what we teach our clients too, is you can change your mind. You could, you could argue with someone in your Instagram comments for 10 hours and then be like, you know what? I'm done here and delete the comment and block them, right? You could call them out on your Instagram stories and send your followers to go give them hell. And two days later, you could wake up and you could say, wow, that was actually that don't feel good that I did that. Let me go apologize to the person, right? You don't have to be stuck in your ways. Just like our clients, like I said, you could really want an epidural. And then a week before your birth, you could say, you know what? I think I don't want one. You could plan for a free birth. Our clients could plan for a free birth or home birth. And in the middle of labor say, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. And so giving ourselves the grace and living in a way that we embody that it is okay to change our mind and to act in the moment and to make decisions authentically and to tune into our intuition. And it's okay if our intuition changes, if we can embody that in our business, as we teach our clients, when we get hate comments on social media, 
If we can embody that, we're only helping our clients even more. We're becoming better doulas because our clients are going to feed into that that energy that we are just that's just pouring out of us. That confidence, that autonomy, that trust, that intuitive sense. So, I hope you liked that little rant. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. I am glad to be back and making these episodes for you. I'm going to batch a bunch of episodes today and we got some good ones coming up. So next week we're going to be talking about self-care. So self-care strategies for staying grounded and specifically for staying grounded at births. I feel like it doesn't matter how long I've been a doula or how many births I've attended. There's always births that pop up where I need to really grab onto these grounding strategies uh, because birth can be wild, right? And I just want to be honest with you guys, of course, always and authentic that sometimes when I attend births at a hospital or really almost always when I attend births at a hospital, I think it's never not happened. Uh, it's it's harder to stay grounded, and I really have to have to rely on these grounding strategies to help me stay in the moment and not spiral and think, oh my god, why are they doing that? Why is she agreeing to that? What's going on here? And and get it, get really heady when I have to remember this isn't my birth. This isn't my place to make those assumptions and judge. It's my place to hold space and to help ground the room and to help the mom advocate for for what she wants. So we'll be talking about that next week. We'll also be talking about taking time off as a doula. And so after my trip this past week, it's it's really shown me just how important it is to take care of your relationships outside of your business. But at the same time, you got to still keep your business running, right? So next week on Friday, we'll also talk about how to take time off as a doula while maintaining those relationships with your current clients um, and maintaining a relationship with your kids and your family and your partner while also keeping your business running because you got to keep your business running. That's why you're doing this, right? We don't want to burn out. We want this to be sustainable. And with that comes taking time off. All right, everyone. It was so good to see you. I will see you over on Instagram until next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Birth Worker Podcast. If you are new here to the show, I want to encourage you to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. We release two episodes per week, week after week, and it is one of the most fun parts of my business, and I know that you will love listening also. And if you have not yet left a rating and review for the show, that is hands down the best way that you can support us here at the podcast. So wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and click rating and review, rate the show, leave a review. It's different if it's Apple or Spotify or Google or whatever, but I trust that you can find it. And then leave a rating, leave a review, and then don't forget to take a screenshot. And you can upload that screenshot to birthworker.com slash review. You'll see that link also in the show notes if you want to do that. And what you'll do is you'll upload the screenshot and you'll type in some of your information and we will send you a little goodie bag in the mail. So thank you for being here again. Thank you for leaving a rating and review and I will see you next week.